0: thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them.
1: Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current
2: events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp.
3: Inherently and historically, Opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths,
4: Hello, and to people. secret proceedings. Welcome to for we are opposed a special around the special edition of Bible News Radio
3: by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its yep. sphere of influence. It was 1776 when the founders signed the writ of independence from the Brits, it was revolutionary. That was now an enemy from
4: within The Democrats Would enslave us all again uh-huh.
3: And deprive us of our rights In the Constitution Restore the Republic Wake up, it's time to understand Restore the Republic We're losing our freedom in the land
4: Here on the replay, feel free to fast forward This song if you don't want to hear it all, okay? Working from behind talking. the scenes
3: Controlling everything From the daily news we read To the politicians Saw that last night, didn't we? And they're pulling our financial strings More powerful than kings It's a central bank elites Bringing our destruction Yep! Restore the republic Wake up, it's time to make a stand Restore the republic We are the people And we can Restore the republic Pledge our allegiance to the flag, restore the republic. We gotta take the freedom back. America
4: arise, it's time to open up our eyes and march back down the road to freedom. That's right, people. If we look the other way, they'll take our rights away. Trying to.
3: So we the people must defeat
4: How do we defeat them, people? And how we defeat them is by getting out there and voting. We have the freedom to vote in this country, and we need to do it, people, when it comes that time. So this song is called Band of Patriots. Take, Take our freedom back. You can find it on YouTube. I've played it before. Yeah, I have. Printing money till we choke.
3: Shoving taxes down our throats. Bailing out banks we don't even own It's a ruination They're invading our
4: privacy now. Yeah, they
3: are With high technology <laughs> Microchip in our ID It's abomination Restore the republic Wake up, it's time to make a stand Restore the republic Spread the news across the land Restore the republic Pledge our allegiance to the flag by
4: the way, did you see that Donald Trump was acquitted today by the Senate? Did you see the traitor Mitt Romney? No big shock here. Oh, did you see this? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. What? I didn't like that speech? Seriously? Wait, hold on. Let me rip it up again. Yeah. Hello, people in America and all over the world. So glad that you're here with us tonight. Glad that you, uh have joined us for this special edition of Bible News Radio. You guys know that we're usually on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday now. Uh, Because last Saturday we took the day off because of just stuff, a lot of stuff. We decided to redo our show tonight on Wednesday, which actually, this is interesting because I didn't even realize when I booked the show to do it on Wednesday that the State of the Union was going to be last night. Just turned out, I did it. So let me give you a couple of headlines. I don't know if you've heard this, but Kirk Douglas, screen legend Kirk Douglas, has died at 103 years old. Um, I believe he was, uh, I'm not sure, but I think he was a believer. So that's pretty cool. Um, Also wanted to say uh, hi to everybody brand new tuning into the show, whether you're on Periscope or you're on YouTube or you're on Twitch or you're on what other places are we on facebook or you i already said youtube what's the fifth place mixer
5: yeah did you mention mixer i, I mixer. You did
4: not yeah so wherever you're at if you're listening to the podcast archive of this show that goes loving this hair goes, goes goes all over the place thank you for coming in listening to the archive of the show or the live show uh randall pandle face hello people hello husband mr cutie pie how are you doing bud
5: Doing pretty alright, thanks.
4: So we are a husband and wife team. Yeah, we are.
5: Yeah, yeah, we are.
4: Yeah, we played pickleball last night, didn't we?
5: Yes, we did. I don't think I won... Did I win any games last night? I don't know. Last time I played, I won all the games. And so, you know, it has to That's cause balance out. That's because
3: it's great.
4: <laughs> so. Alright, so hey, we got a lot to cover tonight. First of all, we have... Um, We have a lot of video in this show, so um, if you're going to probably see some video that you didn't see, but most of you hopefully have already seen some of this video, I'm going to play some of the popular video, but we're also going to talk about uh, some other stuff. But first thing I want to read is I want to read um, a comment from David Limbaugh, who actually has been a guest on our show in the past. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do one other thing here while I'm doing that. Over on David Limbaugh's Twitter account, uh, he wrote, quote, Uh, He wrote this yesterday. He wrote, I can't thank you all enough for your prayers for Rush. Overwhelmingly moving. I knew when I first found out about Rush's illness a few weeks ago that once he revealed his condition, millions of prayer warriors would launch into action. You have, and we are immensely grateful. So that's um, David Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's younger brother, um, thanking everybody for praying for Rush Limbaugh, who last night... Uh, was honored during the State of the Union. Um, and I think he was genuinely surprised. I actually think he didn't expect it at all. Um, I think he was genuinely surprised. So uh, I thought we would start the show with that, Randall, when you're ready to play the the video of that, let me know. And uh,
5: I am ready.
4: Okay, so if you guys missed Rush Limbaugh being honored uh, by President Trump last night during the State of the Union, Uh, Feel free to watch this, and also make sure you watch Nancy Pelosi in the background, because she shows just exactly where her heart is.
2: Almost every American family knows the pain when a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. In recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential (laughs) Medal of Freedom.
4: He looks shocked there, doesn't he?
2: now ask the First Lady of the United States to present you with the honor, please.
4: about you, but I think there was a few Democrats who were not happy with that. Um, but pretty much everybody else, with the exception of Nancy Pelosi and pretty much everybody dressed in white, showed some respect um, to Rush Limbaugh, which, uh, by the way, his name is Rush Hudson Limbaugh III. I don't know if you know that. He is 69 years old. He just turned that in January. Um, <clears throat> he was from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and he has been doing his show over 30 years, which means he's been on air since I was in my 20s. Uh, he's been married four times, which says something about his personal life because uh, he was divorced three times prior to his current marriage to Catherine Rogers. He was married to her in 2010, um, and <clears throat> it was two days ago. I believe it was two days ago that he went public with his stage four cancer, uh, lung cancer. Um, which you know, that's not a good thing. Lung cancer is very hard to beat. Uh, Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel died of lung cancer. One of my friends, Karen, last year, who wasn't even 55, died of lung cancer. Uh, lung cancer is hard to beat. So you know, God can do anything though. And so, with millions of people praying for Rush Limbaugh, let's pray that uh, you know God's good and perfect will be done. And if He heals Rush, <laughs> the Democrats will hate him even more. But anyway, so that was kind of cool. It was cool. Randall, what did you think of the video? Did you like it? Did Was that the uh, first time you saw it?
5: Yeah, um, I think so. Before yeah. I just listened to it, I heard right. it when it happened. I didn't watch it.
4: Did he look surprised to you?
5: It definitely looked surprised. And, um, yeah, I, I would, if I were in that position, I believe that I would be equally surprised. I mean, the Medal of Freedom... Uh, you know, usually you think of some, you know, civilian and sort of an actor, which he was. It was civilian and sort of an activist role in inspiring others. So I guess it fits. But it being so famous already, right. usually when I see, um, you know, recipients of that award, it's like they seem to come out of the blue, you know, out of the woodwork relatively, even though they've done, they've gotten some you know attention along the way media attention but to be actually the media member but but why not he's probably not the first and
4: probably not i don't know I i haven't done any research on it but what i can say is that last night we played pickleball and so i missed half the state of the union and um actually probably three quarters of it but I did watch the end, and I did watch various clips from it. And, um, but what I did catch as well, <clears throat> which is what we're going to play next if Randall gets it set up, is after the State of the Union address, one of my favorite things to do, and I encourage you all to do this, by the way, is always go to C-SPAN. That's C-S-P-A-N.org. Go to C-SPAN.org, and you can watch anything that um, happens within our, our government but they do it without commentary. So that's the best part. So after the state of the union there was the democratic response which is absolutely um one of the most how do i say this? Um well, I will say, okay. So where uh, are we going next? Now we're going to go to the reaction. I'm just going to talk about the democratic okay, response here though. So um I'm just trying to bring up the name. So Governor Gretchen Whitmer from, from uh, Michigan, who is a Democrat, she went on for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, however long they give her, uh, talking about nothing having to do with anything. Uh, that the president said, instead she went on this emotive thing about her family and blah, blah. And then she talked about this other garbage that had absolutely nothing to do with national politics. As it was all local. And she tried to make it out that the Democrats were the greatest people in the world. And And what she showed was how ignorant she is and how tactless she is and how stupid she is for trying to think that, that she could, like, say anything uh, remotely having to do with anything that the president said and before anybody says anything unless you watch the show all the time you will not know this first of all randall my husband who just commentated with me he didn't vote for president trump i did because i didn't want hillary to win okay um second you need to know i don't support everything that president donald trump has done by by you know by a lot of stuff like he's pro-gay I totally oppose that. We're going to be getting into that in a little bit, uh, on a completely different issue having to do with, um, something I heard on another friend's radio show today, but I do support president Trump in his support of the unborn in his support attacking and defending our country against Islam who likes to attack us. I do support him, um, when it comes to Israel and frankly, what he's done with the economy, trying to bring back jobs to America, um, and, and the fact that he supports our religious freedom for everybody, not just for the, the the few, the select few that, you know, think that they can bully the world into bowing to Islam. So he's done a lot. I don't agree with him on some of the homosexual issues. Um, I don't think he's necessarily the most um, couth person. But he doesn't stoop to the level of Nancy Pelosi by any stretch of the imagination who really needs to, you know, get some manners. Um, but that said last night when I told Randall, I said, look, we just got home from pickleball. I want to turn on C-SPAN and hear the re- the rebuttal. You know, I, we listened to the rebuttal and then I listened to the, the callers calling because on C-SPAN, they give you a Democrat number an other number and a Republican number and people call in and then the host, he just lets people weigh in and share their thoughts. So this is what you're going to hear. And this blew me away. I was shocked. This is mostly Democrats calling in. And Randall, I want to play the whole thing. It's not that long. It's about 15 minutes. But this is genuine right after the State of the Union reaction from Democrats and Republicans. But listen to what the Democrats had to say. Because you know what? If there was ever a nail put into the Democratic Party, it happened last night based on what these callers said on C-SPAN. Let's see where it's yours at, oh. at
6: c spanorg The New York Times headline this sm- it was, uh, about forty five State starts. of the Union live updates. Trump adds reality show flourishes to State of the Union address. We want to get your reaction now, Rebecca in La Mesa, California. What did you think of the president's speech and or the democratic <laughs> <laughs> response?
7: hi there good evening uh actually i thought it was really funny that you just said that the new york times described it as being reality show as i thought the same thing um i thought it was great that i don't remember her name but that that military serviceman was able to uh you know return to his family that was a surprise but that i honestly thought what was going to be next might be someone who's going to get a rose as well but overall it was very campaigny um you know, I kind of thought it was a whole lot of just schmaltz and, you know, uh, self-aggrandulation.
6: All right. Anything in there that you agreed with?
7: Um, I suppose I like Juan, uh, Juan Guaido, uh, the the uh, statement that, we, that he made in regards to Venezuela and overall trying to be in solidarity with them. Uh, but even having Juan Guaido there as well was a little um, show-offy, a little bit, a little showboat.
6: And in fact, uh, prior to the uh, speech, it had said that the former police chief of Caracas was going to be there, and it turned out to be uh, Mr. Guaido. Randy, Oklahoma City. Hi, what would you think?
8: I loved it. it um, our president is a good president, and he's doing a lot of good things. But what is and one of those things? We need a bipartisan um, house. And the actions of the Democrats just sitting there and Nancy Pelosi tearing up the manuscript was appalling.
6: Washington Post, this is their immediate reaction to it. Trump touts jobs, immigration policies, and foreign relations. Charles and Anniston, Alabama, what's your reaction?
3: Well, I'll put it this way. I've been a Democrat for 70-something years. And what I've seen tonight was appalling to me and the gentleman before you. I think it was very disrespectful for this president. I didn't vote for him and I sometimes I don't agree with his policies. But that man is the president and we should respect him. And what I've seen tonight of the Democrat Party, I am changing my mind. I mean, I'll probably still be a Democrat. But far as I'm electing for a goddamn Democrat, never again, <laughs> I'll probably stay home. And I'm, I am very embarrassed, being a goddamn Democrat, for what they did in the House over there today with Pelosi and the rest of them, sitting like a bunch of daggum damn idiots sitting there. And that is that is my thing about what I think about it. Now, the 17,000 families in this country of our family name that we all probably get together again, and we probably will boycott the Democrat Party. And that's what I have to say about it. And I want you to know exactly how I feel. Thank you, and I'll fix a hang up on you, bye. <laughs>
6: Trent is in Monroe, I love that guy. <laughs> Hi,
3: Trent.
0: Hey, just to give a philosophical thought to all this, I think the major media has tried to make Donald Trump out to be a shallow entertainer, and those of us out here who love him as uneducated lovers of shallow entertainment. But I think the reality is that there are deep things in Donald Trump that he can't even quite express, that are deep, deep things in the masses of people out here that he's connected with. And um, I think what we've got going on here is a little reversal of the Bob Dylan song in the 60s. Is um, There's something going on here, and you don't know what it is, do you, Mr. Liberal?
6: So, I mean, Trent, what is that, what you call deep, deep connection to you? What do you where do you connect with him?
0: I think there's a wrestling for an understanding that uh, the Christian nation that we are is got tons of truth that the media and the cable networks and even C-SPAN won't allow us to talk about, and with that gap, that's where the 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 real. If there's just a thin gap between us getting to say what we really believe and a paradigm shift happening in this country, and then for the ruling class and the managerial elite, brother, the party is over for those who control the truth narrative.
6: Darla in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, what would you think of Nancy Pelosi tearing up the speech at the end? Darla, you with us?
9: Yes, I'm still here, and I thought it was disgusting. Um, As I sat here tonight and watched the whole speech, it was odd just to watch the State of the Union address and watch my president give the speech on everything great that's happening in our country, but yet Nancy Pelosi and the others who were dressed in white, I might add, just sitting over there, never standing, never clapping for anything that might be good for the country. I don't understand it. I used to be a Democrat, but I am no longer a Democrat. I will Oops, I am so sorry I cut you
6: off. Kathleen in Placerville, California. Good evening to you. What's your reaction to the speech?
9: I agree wholeheartedly with the other callers. I am a Democrat as well, but no longer will I vote Democrat. I think it's outrageous that they sat there when all these good things are happening to our country and how much we love our country, and they looked like they hated our country. And Nancy Pelosi, the whole time she's sitting up there with a disgusting look on her face. It's outrageous. Yep. I will never vote Democrat I think it's called again. Botox and I'm sick of it and my whole family feels the same way my husband my friends are sitting here all former Democrats we all voted for Hillary last time and therefore never ever will we ever vote Democrat again
4: I should say something.
6: um, Kathleen this is not the first time that half the house essentially hasn't has sat on their hands during a presidential speech this happened during President Obama, President Bush, President yep. Clinton. What makes this year different?
9: I, I, When I see them sitting out there and their protest against the president, but it's not just a protest against the president. It's a protest against everything good that this country was founded on and how much we love our country. And, you know, it's always portrayed that the Democrats don't love their country. Well, we love our country, and we want to see it succeed. But it appears to us that our our. Democratic Party's been stolen from us by a bunch of communists. There you go. And no longer (laughs) will our family ever vote Democrat again. Yay! Wall
6: Street Journal headline, Trump avoided impeachment. In speech, he spoke for about an hour, 15 minutes, and then was interrupted by applause. On top of that, Joy Kelso Washington, hi. Hi,
8: how are you?
6: Joy, what's your reaction to the president's speech?
8: I am literally disgusted with Pelosi and the Democrats' behavior, the way she teared up his speech behind him at the end. I was a registered Democrat. I've gone independent. I'm leaning GOP now. Um, I love Trump's policies. He's making our country and the world better. Um, our, Our children are our future, and it's time to take back our families. And keep the government out of our families, and that is what Trump is doing.
6: Joy, and did I, you get the did you get the feeling that both he and Governor Whitmer were speaking to their respective bases, or did you get a feeling that uh, both were reaching across the aisle?
8: He Trump was speaking to everyone. He always does. He might not be all the best person to speak, and he takes. You know, a lot of his tweets sometimes too far. But this is a man that is trying to keep our country our country and not give it away.
6: Hi, New Orleans. Good evening.
10: <laughs> Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm a registered <laughs> Republican, am. I want to touch base on one thing. I kind of understand where the Democrats um didn't stand or didn't applaud when the president did speak because we did the same thing with obama but um i just want to say i am a minority i just want to say that everyone makes the president out to be a racist and i don't think he's a racist but i want to let a lot of people know that there are groups like us on uh, minorities that support president trump you know you can go to our twitter page uh we help raise money to go out to better ground space and we are trying to help the president You know. Make America greater than ever before. So there are minorities who do support the president, who do appreciate the America First policy, instead of helping minority with better job offers and stuff like that. I'm I'm a doctor. I was able to hire more people, out of, you know, out of college, give them a better um, pay rate under this administration. And like I say, we are, you know, we started a group, a grassroots um, group that's going out to, you know, to show the Americans that the minority does support President Trump. Kai, and what's
6: your what's your Twitter page? What's it called?
10: It's minor, Minorities That Support President Trump.
6: Can you name one policy that you support?
10: Uh, I support his, um, his tax cuts that, uh, and his um, small business policy that allow, you know, us to be able to, you know, get tax cuts to hire more people. And, you know, a lot of people make it seem like, oh, the uh, stock market, you know, is doing great. it don't affect every day. But when you have high corporations who are able to pass on the savings, yes, I do support the president his policies, his tax cuts, and also his um, small businesses on policies.
6: As a, as a doctor, what's your position on Medicare for all?
4: So, um, I... So there you go. That was a lot of the reaction. It was actually about 15 minutes. We don't want to play the whole thing. But what I can say is that if you go back and you listen to all of it, that was the initial reaction, people, from the Democrats. And I just have to say that guy that said that he was 70 years old or, or he had been a Democrat for 70 years and and he kept saying, dang gummit," it, you know, and he was, I think he was from Alabama. He's like, and I'm now going to hang up. <laughs> Guy, uh, gotta love people. Randall, what did you think?
5: <laughs> that was uh, definitely humorous.
4: Uh, well, here's here's a tweet from the White House. Okay, this is a this was 21 hours ago, give or take. So the White House tweeted: Speaker Pelosi just ripped up one of our last surviving Tuskegee Tuskegee Airmen. The survival of a child born at 21 weeks the morning families of Rocky Jones and Kayla Mueller, a service member's reunion with his family. That's her legacy. So I just have to say um, that I am really happy to see the outrage from the Democrats because they understood what Nancy Pelosi was doing there. Really, I mean, she, the, the woman um, is playing, is, was she's just a complete, she's a hypocrite, number one, But everything that that woman stands for has nothing to do with what most Americans stand for. And, you know, even somebody in my in my chat room here said a little while ago, I'm trying to see where it's at. I don't think I can see it, but they said that they after last night, they were they were I think they said they were ashamed or something that they came from California or they hate California or something. I left California and I understand I lived there my whole life since I was seven years old, minus the last seven years of my life. And Pelosi and the Democrats constantly stronghold in in California politics. In fact, I was talking to somebody today at my dad's place um, and um, and and I said and it was during the impeachment hearing today where, let's just say it, Trump won. And Mitt Romney, the Democrat, I I always called him a rhino anyway, uh, voted to impeach him. But thank God. Um, President Trump was acquitted and he he was found not guilty by the Senate, which is another bummer for the Democrats, right? Because they're all bummed out. But Mitt Romney, years ago when that scoundrel uh, was put up as a Republican nominee for president, I and Bareface talked on this show about how pro-gay Mitt Romney is. Uh, how he's the father of homosexual marriage in this country. He's the very first president or person. He was the governor of Massachusetts. He's the very first per- person who essentially legalized homosexual marriage in our country, right? I mean, advocated for it, supported it, um, ignored the will of the people. And when the Republicans years ago put that guy up to to represent Republicans, me. And a whole bunch of people, including my friend Dave Daubenmeyer, are out on the internet airwaves trying to jump and scream, yelling and telling people, do not trust Mitt Romney. And now today, he just went ahead and he proved himself the hypocrite that he is. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so before the show gets over, let's uh, thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. You guys, hey, if you want to go ahead and and get some really great biblical material, go to Ariel.org. Ariel.org is one of the best Messianic Jewish um, Bible teaching ministries literally in the world. It's internationally known. Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum um, is a Messianic Jew. This ministry has been around for 30, over probably closer to 40 years, maybe even longer for all I know. It's been around a long time. We have a special relationship with them where you can get save 20% when you use the coupon code BibleNews at checkout. Uh, next month is the last month that they will be sponsoring our show. So if you want Ariel stuff, now is the time to get it while you get the coupon code. Um, they have um, graciously supported this show for over three years as our, our, as our main sponsor. And for that, we are very, very thankful. So please utilize that coupon code while you still have it. Also, want to thank all of you who donate to our show. You can do that over at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give you can give a monthly donation to the show we need it we've actually had a couple of our handful of sponsors and donors drop out recently so we actually need somebody to replace those people um you know because we we do what we do and you know a laborer is worthy of the wage he has earned and frankly we we come here with news that most christians don't want to talk about so consider donating to us we call those who donate every month a pillar of our community so if you go you go there and donate once a month, and you're a pillar of our community, and you get our gratitude for that. And hopefully, we we do that uh, really well. So, also I want to let you know about Legal Shield. This is my uh, this is my Ladies of Justice mug. I'm drinking some decaf coffee out of it. Um, Legal Shield, you guys, $25 a month. You can cover yourself legally and get a law firm literally in the palm of your hand. If you um, if you have a business, a small business. Uh, brick and mortar, if you are self-employed and you're just a solopreneur, um, we can cover your business. Um, If you're somebody who is like in direct sales, even like if you sell Mary Kay or something like that, you need our small business supplement. Not only that, you also need to get identity theft protection. ID Shield is the top identity theft protection on the market. And unlike every other ID Uh, protection service out there we actually give you the full comprehensive restoration in the event that anything happens to your identity Uh, we cover it we have up to a million dollar insurance policy on our plan that will cover all the expenses and things that happen in the event that unfortunate thing happens to you and you know what don't think it won't because it may you know there are data breaches every single day and you might not know about it but you get notified with our service if it happens and you have the stuff in there being monitored for it um go ahead and um get in touch with me you can get in touch with me through my website or if you're already acquainted with me on social media just get in touch with me um through social media and i can get you all signed up okay so this is uh this is a really good thing um for everybody so that's what i want to say about that okay So, also yesterday, one of the things I wanted to share was uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs speaking as himself. Uh, He actually was at the State of the Union, and right after the State of the Union, he went to Facebook and he gave a couple of minutes recap of his impressions about what happened. And, uh, Randall, do you have let me know when you got that ready?
5: Okay. Um... Let me give it a give it a minute title here
4: all right so in the minute while Bearface is doing that let me say hi to mama gina over on uh periscope one of our pillars of the community totally appreciate mama gina and i can't see see anybody else unless you say anything on facebook i don't know if you're there um also i don't know if you're there on youtube this is our this is a special episode so (laughs) i think a lot of people are doing something else maybe they're all playing pickleball um, I don't know, but anyway, hi to everybody. If you're there, um, if you have any comments and questions, just feel free to leave that in the chat box wherever you're at. We can read your feedback, and of course, I'd like to know what did you think of the State of the Union last night, and what did you think of today when President Trump was acquitted by the Senate of you know being not guilty of the the trumped up charges, pun intended. Um, For in the impeachment hearing and that brings me back to what this guy at my dad's assisted living was saying He was like well the government's bad everywhere in this country And I thought and I said to the guy I said well I grew up in California and California's government is nothing like the rest of this country I live in Tennessee and you know there's some things going on in Tennessee I'm not happy about but what I can say is it's nothing like California You got Marxist socialist communist ideology coming out of the Democratic Party in California. And they don't give a crap, frankly, about anything except money. They, they support murdering pre-born babies. They support unnatural so-called marriage. And, you know, it's, it, and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, it's just awful in, in California. And I'm not the only one that has said this, by the way. Okay, Mama Gina said, I figured he'd be acquitted. It's interesting. One of the ladies that assisted living, she she figured that too, that it would be um, acquitted too. You ready, Bareface? Ready. All right, so this is Pastor Jack Hibbs. I believe he's speaking as a citizen himself. So listen to him um, talk about his reaction to the State of the Union.
1: You guys uh, just got out of the uh, State of the Union address, and... um... Wow, one of the things that was really amazing to me, and I wonder if you guys caught it, was how the Democrat side couldn't cheer about anything. They couldn't cheer about the advancement in science regarding the Space Force. They couldn't get excited about uh, Trump's uh, attack against uh, the unborn baby having a, a right to live. They couldn't get excited about the economy. They couldn't get excited about the various, uh, you know, aspects. He pointed out a couple of people that were there. They just—it was just remarkable—the division between uh, the two worldviews, and that's what is so incredibly important. Um, I hope you watch the State of the Union if you haven't had a chance to watch it. You should watch it, and then uh, it's going to be really easy for you to make up uh, your vote, your decision on how do you spend your biblical uh, capital, I'll put it that way. How do you spend your opportunity? Remember when Jesus talked about the talents, uh, the one man that had 10, the one man that had five, and the one man that had one? Uh, and they, the first two were commended because they took their opportunities and made it count for the kingdom, count for life, and then um, were rewarded for it. And then the, the one guy buried it. The guy buried it in the ground and when his master came back, he had nothing to produce. So Christian, don't be the person that doesn't produce righteousness. You want to do that. You want to produce righteousness. And how do you do that? By doing the right thing. And in our world right now, more critical than ever is this vote. Because you saw the other side of the aisle. When President Trump talked about not, never allowing socialism in America, they just sat there. They were they were uh, just dead and grumbling. And they were just so unhappy. I had a great seat because I was in the gallery opposite them. I was about 14 seats over from uh, Rush Limbaugh and Melania Trump. I was seated to their right, 14 seats over. And I could see the Democrat side. And it's sad because I saw three Democrats actually responding, standing up, clapping. For what Trump was saying about the achievements, but the other team, the, they couldn't even cheer about the, the world's record economy. He gave numbers about people being brought up out of poverty. They didn't even cheer about that. Uh, he pointed out some people in the in the gallery that had either reached achievements or some grand thing had happened. What about the, uh, the family whose daughter, Christian missionary, was taken captive by al Baghdadi for over 500 days? and brutally treated and then killed and you, the camera showed I'm sure you guys saw on TV the camera looking at the parents I could see all of those democrat women sitting in white just lifeless just remarkable and you know what I tell you what and by the way if just so you you think I'm I'm not being fair if the if the shoe was on the other foot I would be repeating or I should say uh, changing the party address uh, if the Republicans were nuts and and godless and against baby's life and and borders then I would I would abandon that party but here's the thing man you guys this election you've got to go vote you've got to vote pro-life uh, that's gonna make it very simple and you gotta make your voice count if you're gonna be 18 years of age before the election register to vote and vote in this upcoming election uh this coming november you got to make your voice stand declare your worldview, and i encourage you to vote pro-life all right talk to you guys later
4: all right so that's pastor jack hibbs of calvary chapel i believe it's calvary chapel of tino hills and um you know there you go that that was literally on the spot commentary right after from somebody who is actually there at the State of the Union. Um, He's a man I highly respect, actually. He's one of the best pastors in America, in my opinion. Um, And he needs to be listened to more. And he's got, God has given him a platform because he's bold in his faith. And, you know, he is somebody who isn't going to take guff from people. (laughs) In fact, you should go follow him on Instagram. He posts little videos all the time um you know there so just want to let you know pastor jack hibbs hit it out of the park all right so um okay all right so now we're going to turn the page just a little bit we're going to talk about something a little bit different um but um
5: you turn your um, mic level up a little bit maybe
4: okay how's that? Is that better that's better okay so um by the way gina um said if i can get it to come up um uh, Nancy P's behavior was disgusting. It's I think he meant disgusting. But anyway. Um, yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing you guys. Don't let don't let Nancy Pelosi take the show away from all the good that has happened in our country. You know? I believe unless they try to kill Donald Trump he'll probably win again. Um so this morning I was watching my friend Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. He does a live stream show on Facebook when he's not being banned from Facebook <laughs> for hate speech. I don't always agree with how he says stuff, but one of the stories he shared this morning uh come, came from Mediaite, the the um mediate, I mean the website, which is spelled M E D I A I T E dot com. And there's a video there of a lady who voted recently. And um, she ended up voting for uh, a candidate who was homosexual, and she did not know it. Um, I want you to hear the conversation that took place regarding uh, homosexual Mayor Pete. Um, how do you say that? I'm not sure how you say uh, it. Buttigieg. Yeah. So okay. or something
5: like that.
4: Yeah. So, um, so watch this interaction then we're going to talk about the world view a little bit as you guys know we uh, talk about this and this is this goes straight to the heart of worldview. this woman that's on the right is a christian the one on the left says she's a christian but dis- disagrees with the bible so you know can't say much about that um okay just let me know when you're ready and thanks to bareface for doing all these videos tonight this is a uh, Hang on, no, I went might.
5: through the ads before, and so yeah, now it wants to, it. to go through them again. Yeah, cause I. That's okay. <laughs> so, stand by.
4: Stand by for the evening prayer. No, just kidding. We're not going to pray. Uh, but, but this is not a right vi- this, this is anyway. a very interesting um, thing on worldview. So, I think it's I think it's fascinating. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, feel free to email me too. You can do that through our website, BibleNewsRadio dot com. Don't forget, BibleNewsRadio dot com. That is the place to go. And, uh, and also if you want to join my text message list, keep watching the scroller down underneath there, you can text Bible news to 33222. That's where I really communicate with everybody. I barely send out email cause it, nobody reads it and it gets hit in spam, but all my text messages get sent directly to your phone. So if you want to get on my text message list, text the term Bible news to the number 33222. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, here we go, people. Last thing we're going to talk about tonight.
11: Are saying that he has a same-sex
9: partner?
11: Is he? Yes. Yes. yes.
9: yes, Are you kidding? <laughs> he's married to
11: him, Yeah. <laughs> we well, need to
9: find out if that's Then I don't want anybody like
3: that in the White House.
9: <laughs> so can I have my card back?
11: And they still there? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Signed yeah. it. Yeah. We could go ask. Yeah. Like,
1: I never knew that.
11: Well, so the whole point of it is, though,
1: he's a human being, right? Just
11: like you and me, and shouldn't really matter. That's what. Well, he better read the what, Bible. He does, and he says that God doesn't choose a political party. because Why does it say
9: in the Bible that a man should marry a woman then?
11: Well, I totally respect yeah. your viewpoint on this. I so totally do. But I think that we were not around. How come this has never theory. been brought
9: out before? It's, it's,
3: it's common knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. I never heard
9: it.
11: Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can talk to someone if you think we need to talk to them about this. I don't know the rules on this or not, but I guess what I would like you to just dig deep inside and think, like, should it matter if it's a woman or if it's a man or if they're heterosexual or homosexual if you believe in what they say? That's my question. It all just went right down the toilet is where it all just went. And and that's, you are, yeah, you have a total right to your opinion, and I am not trying to tell you to think otherwise, but... We'll ask what they want us to do, but I just—I just ask you to look inside your heart because you sound like a Christian woman to me, and I'm a Christian woman, and my God, I love everybody.
9: I do. Yep. So you must not believe it then, if you think it's okay for somebody to be married to a same-sex person.
11: No, I, I think we're just interpreting it different, and that's okay, because everybody gets to have their own beliefs. But what I teach my son is that love is love, and we're all human
4: beings. <laughs> ah, There you have, ladies and gentlemen. You have the young lady brainwashed on the left by the liberal media and the homosexual lobby, and those in the church who advocate for an abomination, which is homosexuality. Yeah, it is. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that homosexuality is an abomination, people. And I love the lady on the right, the one who's like, hey, I didn't know this guy was gay. Okay, so she's living in the dark ages. Apparently, she doesn't watch social media. Yeah, but
5: on the web or anything like that. But
4: I have to admire her chutzpah for basically saying, well, then you don't believe the Bible, then. When, what's your thoughts, bareface?"
5: Well, um yeah, apparently she was just heard a speech or something like that, some speech. Yeah, I like it, okay, I like this guy and then I don't know how she found out in that that he was married to a, another man. Uh but yeah, she got a problem with that. What what humours me uh about that interaction is the, the precinct captain or whoever, you know, is for right you know, taking the cards. Um her her view of the scripture she calls herself a christian woman and, and says well we weren't there when the bible was written we didn't hear what that what her conclusion is but it sounded to me like she's saying that since we don't we weren't there when it was written so we don't know if what's in there was really there or it was added in later whatever that's kind of the vibe i was getting either either we weren't there when the bible was written Which either means we can't trust what's in it, or we don't know what they meant. One of those. We weren't there when the Bible was written. There's a a therefore that comes after that. We weren't there when the Bible was written. That seems like to be a a rationale for something that followed. We didn't get to hear uh, because the other woman said...
4: I'm wondering who recorded that interaction. That's what I want to know because... I'm like, wow. But looking at
5: this from a purely Bible news radio, Mm -hmm. uh, apologetics. We went there when the Bible was written. So, well, I'm sure she wasn't there when many history books were written. I'm sure that she wasn't there, uh, you know, when so many other things were written. She wasn't there when the instructions were written for her toaster oven. I mean, she wasn't there when, you know, so does she believe those things? Or, you know, it's like... What is so? You weren't there when they were written. That has nothing to do with their validity. I'm sure most things she reads and puts stock in, she wasn't there when they were written, whether it be yesterday, five years ago, <clears throat> a thousand years ago or more. And then and then at the end she says, Well, we're just interpreting it differently. It's like well that's the one thing you can't say. You can say I disagree with what's written. I don't believe that way. You know, when it says you know, a man shall not lie with a man as, well as a woman in his abomination. You can say, Well, I don't believe that or or I don't think that belongs in the Bible. Or in Romans chapter one, when it talks about men burning in passion for one another and women using the natural you know, use and and um, you know, having relations with one another, you know, that it's unnatural, you can say, Well, I disagree with that, that I you know, maybe Maybe that was a cultural thing, whatever, but I just, you know, I don't agree with it. But you can't say I interpret it differently. <laughs> you can agree with it or disagree with it, but the literal sense of the words are what they are. Right. I mean, just like you can say, um, you can say abortion. Well, I think it's, I think it's right. You know, it's a woman's right to choose. Or you can say that it is you know it's premeditated murder, but what you can't say is well i don't I don't think that it is the I don't think it's the termination of a pregnancy I don't think it's the abortion of a pregnancy you know I don't think it's the abortion of a well, you know we have a different interpretate- well you know you know with the statements, you can have different opinions of you know whether or not you support it or not. But with a biblical text, you can agree or disagree, but we say, I interpret it differently. We have different interpretations. Right. I don't... It's it's intellectual dishonesty. Especially, I wasn't there. We weren't there when it was written.
4: Well, I love the fact that the lady, you know, I mean, clearly she was in the dark about this guy being a homosexual. But I did find it interesting that the young woman use the word homosexual and not gay
5: yeah i was pleased with that actually i
4: thought that that was interesting and i also um but but she's very naive because clearly she doesn't understand the scripture and what i what i will say or she doesn't accept the scripture and what i will say though is kudos to the woman yeah you know who when she found out that guy was homosexual that she voted for clearly she was like dang i want to take my vote back (laughs) I don't yeah, want
5: anybody like that in the, in the White, White House.
4: House. Right. So, um, the,
5: and yeah, to her credit, and she saw that as as a moral failure. Yep. From her understanding, not her interpretation, but <laughs> her believing what's written in the Bible, and even though she wasn't there when it was written, believing what's read there, uh, she, she saw, she sees that as a moral failure. And if that's that, then, you know, I don't care what I heard today in any kind of speech. You know, I'm, I'm not going to that. We have some comments
4: coming in here on Facebook, or on Periscope, I mean. So, Sean, our resident libertarian, he said, Just because, it's, le- just because it's legal, don't make it right. Um, Lisa said, it's, her- it's hysterical that the religious nuts like Trump, he is the opposite of what Christians try to be. Uh, Rich says pure wickedness I'm not sure what he's like referring to there And um, One mulligan said didn't Jesus Love all well that's easy to answer Of course Jesus loved everybody and for, still God, does. for God to love the world But here's the thing He doesn't approve And bless Every sexual behavior You know and sodomy Is an abomination to God I mean that's very very clear the act of sodomy is an abomination because it's, it's homosexual behavior. And that's where, if you haven't listened to our show or watched our show, you can go over to our YouTube page, which is Bible News Radio over on YouTube. And I actually have a um, series there. It's called The Marketing of Homosexuality to America, where I took apart a book written by two homosexual marketing and persuasion experts. Um, and I quoted them. So you see how they marketed homosexuality to America. It was brilliant. I would dare say demonic how they did this. Um, And they did it in the 90s. They did it in the 2000s. They did it all through the 2000s. Here it is, 2020. Um, Their plan worked. It was completely nefarious and evil. But all people are sheep, easily swayed by the media because they don't open their mind and don't open the Bible and they don't think for themselves. Um, In fact, it's funny because right now I'm teaching two women's Bible studies and I found it a little bit of a challenge because people are so used to being fed, you know, Bible teaching or so-called Bible teaching via DVD when it takes time to actually open the Bible and really read it and really look at what the Bible actually really, really says, it's hard for people who aren't used to taking time to think for themselves to actually go in there and think for themselves. I mean, it's 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 a challenge and frankly that's where the church has lost its way. The church has failed in in pastoral leadership and care and teaching to actually do what the Bible says, which is to make disciples of people. Now there are a lot of extra um church ministries out there uh, like Precepts Ministries International, which is probably the best teaching ministry to the Bible, I think, in the country, if not the world, um, that teach people how to study the Bible for themselves. But there's a lot of pablum, unbiblical, heretical, bubblegum fluff out there that has nothing to do with what God's word really, really says. So I believe that we're seeing our culture, which is a very dark culture. I'm You know, just because Trump is our president doesn't mean that... America is being completely blessed by God, okay? Um, I'm not a believer. I personally, this is my personal feeling, whether or not, I mean, there's no place in the Bible that says this. I'm not claiming a prophetic word from God. But my personal feeling is that God has removed his hand of blessing off America. That's what I believe. I believe he has lifted his hand because when homosexual marriage was legalized by our Supreme Court, or or made to pretend to be legalized. It's technically not really. But that and abortion is the biggest plight on our land, and our nation has not repented of those two things. I think if they did, then the other egregious sins in this country that had a Christian foundation, such as greed, immorality, sensuality, and all the other things that are listed in the flesh, um, I think our nation could turn back to God. But we're not there. You know, and I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to side and say, hey, you know what? We're a Christian nation because we're not. We are a post-Christian nation. We have Islamic uh, activists within our government who are putting active Sharia law on our books. And we have half of our government, as evidenced by the Democrats, who are Marxists and socialists. And as somebody pointed out, I believe it was um, Jack Hibbs, they didn't even applaud when Donald Trump is talking about taking down socialism, which tells you half of our government-elected officials don't want the freedoms in place that we currently have in place by the few that actually have the guts to stand up for our Constitution. This is not a republic, people. I mean, a a, a democracy. America is a republic. But it's gone astray. And I believe the only people that are going to save this country you know, are people who are going to be praying. I mean, that's, you know, people need to be people of prayer. Do I do I believe God has withheld severe judgment from us? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be for so much longer. And I think that's why a lot of the pastors like Jack Hibbs are out there now really trying to like wake people up and say, hey, you know what? Especially if you're a person of faith, you better really think about who you're voting for and who who you're bought and paid by. Okay, because I'm going to tell you something. I can tell you a couple of things in 16 years now of doing this. Number one, there are a lot of Christians who would never support my show because I actually speak this stuff. I I talk the truth, right? I say the truth. I'm not bought and paid for by anybody. I have had people say, "I, I will not be a guest on your show because you take a stand against homosexuality. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus also did, and so did the Bible. So I guess you're taking a stand against what God promotes. So you don't want to support my show because I support something biblical. That's on you, not me. I'm not going to waver there, right? If you want to give to Joel Osteen and all the other fluffmeisters out there, go for it, you know. But that's it. I mean, it's wasted money. You may as well be buying a lottery ticket and throwing your money away because you're not going to be blessed the way that these liars tell you you are. And I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, you're going to be blessed if you give the Bible News Radio. But what I am going to say is that I'm not pleading and begging for money under false pretenses and greed. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. The other thing I'll tell you is that just because somebody says they're a Christian does not mean they are. I mean, I live in a state that is veneered with Christianity in Tennessee. I mean, I went from the socialist communist nation of, or country or state of California to the the alcohol, drinking, promoting, gambling state of Tennessee among Christians, okay? I see it every stinking day. I network with business people who say they're believers and yet they're out there slamming them down on the weekend and sometimes a weeknight and then going, oh, praise God, during Sunday. And yet they live like heathen you know, and yeah, I'm being judgmental. I'm I'm basing it on the fruit. It's, it's hypocrisy at its height because people are not valuing God's word. They don't put it first. You know, I, I can, I can literally count on one hand of the hundreds of people I know here in Tennessee who don't drink, literally, and who mostly name the name of Christ. Now, some aren't believers and they're outright about that. They're not believers. But what I can say is that, um, there's no conviction that this is wrong. This can make somebody stumble. Um, I've talked to believers who who think it's okay on the weekend to go gambling. You know, <laughs> let's go gambling. I know believers who are sleeping around. Yeah, I, and, and I'm not judging their faith in Christ. I'm judging their fruit as an action. Um, you know, they're sleeping at a wedlock, you know, having sex outside of marriage. So I'm not going to say that God is blessing our country. I think we're under heavy judgment in this country. And I I really believe that we need to repent as people. And the leadership in this country needs to repent. Now, is there a possibility for a revival? I think there is. I think we have that much possibility of revival, to be honest. You know, is Donald Trump um, one of the so-called best presidents in our modern history? I believe so. And I've heard people say that he's even better than Ronald Reagan. You got to remember, however, Ronald Reagan was the guy that instituted no-fault divorce in California, and boom, it went throughout the country, thereby undermining the very pillar of marriage in this country, and that was Ronald Reagan, okay? So, you know, people, you have to think about who the leaders are that you're following, What you're putting on a pedestal and definitely line it up with God's word and see if it matches, you know, Jack Hibbs, you know, he's saying on the life issue, you know, if that one issue is the only issue you want to vote on is the life issue, you vote Republican because they have a pro-life platform. The Democrats don't. I mean, on that one alone, that's so easy. The Bible never, ever, ever advocates for abortion. Read Psalm 139. That's where babies come from.
5: There are more than two parties, just so you know.
4: (sighs) Yes, there is. And the other ones are useless and pointless, and they split the vote of the two major parties. But that's beside the point, just so you know. Okay, anyway, with that said, let's see. Is there any other comments before we leave? Uh, Believers or backsliders, public schools, socialism—well, yeah, that's under. That's under. All those in Sharia law should be thrown out of the country. Um, Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think that anybody that comes into our country, especially, um, and they're trying to, you know, subvert our government, and they come in and they're trying to destroy our government from within, which is what Islam is doing. They're doing it quietly, though. But people who are watching it, like JihadWatch.org and others, they mark, they, they talk about it all the time. They know about it. Their goal, and I've stated this time and time again, is to overtake America by 2020. Now, what concerns me personally
5: is that it's 2020.
4: Is not only is it 2020, but Donald Trump. I don't trust Donald Trump. Okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure that that man is not. Bought and paid for. And I will say a couple of things. Here's why. The religious folk that he is putting around him. Are largely heretical teachers. Right? I mean. The, and I know some of my friends totally will disagree with that statement. I don't give a crap about that either. But if you look at the big religious names. And I'm saying religious. I'm not saying Christian. But you look at the religious names that are around him. Uh, they are not. um <laughs> They are not biblical by any stretch of the imagination. If this is who he's getting his his blessing from and stuff, you know, people, look, you got to be discerning. Is he the lesser of so-called two evils? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, You know, (laughs) so that's between you and God. You vote for whoever God tells you to vote for. You know, you vote how your conscience will feel calm and, you know, cool and collected. As far as trusting any politician... The compromise is really easy. I see compromise in business all the time. I saw it just this past week with somebody I know in legal shield, And I'm going to tell you something. People are swayed by money more than principle in our current culture. And if you don't believe it, just let me ask you this. How many of you, and I'll end the show on this, how many of you have shared the gospel with, with somebody recently? I mean, really, gone out there and shared the gospel. I'm going to tell you something that happened today to me at the bank. I didn't even tell you this, Randall. So I was at the bank and I had to do some business for my dad. And I'm there and I'm talking to the teller, and this this man comes in. I guess he's probably close to our age. And um and he says hi to me, and I said hi. And he goes, How are you? And I thought I would be funny and say what my dad always said. And I so I said, mean, miserable, and hard to get along with, because that's what my dad always said. And he goes, what? And I said, I'm mean, miserable, and hard to get along with. He goes, oh, really? Well, may I introduce you to somebody that will be able to help you with that? And I, and I said, well, who would that be? And he said, Jesus. And he boldly proclaimed the gospel to me right there at the bank. Now, I started to laugh (laughs) because I was like, Oh my gosh, was like, here's a Christian that actually wants to share the gospel with me. And so, of course, you know, I, I was talking to the teller. He ended up getting pulled up to another teller. But it, bust, it made me laugh, but it made me laugh in a, in a good way. Because I was like, oh my gosh, this guy actually wants to share the gospel with me, right? He thinks I'm mean, miserable, and hard to get along with um, when I was trying to be funny. And obviously, he didn't get that. But he was ready to share the gospel with me. Right. So let me ask you something. How many of you have shared the gospel with somebody recently? Okay, you don't have to answer. My question is, why or why not? Okay, now let me ask you this. If I said to you, hey, you guys, for everybody that can prove to me in the next 24 hours that you've gone out and shared the gospel with five people, I'll give you a hundred bucks for each of those people if you can prove it. You know, uh, how many of you would do that? I bet a whole lot of you would. A whole lot of you would be like, wow, Stacey's going to give me 500 bucks, right?" you know, all for just sharing the gospel. And thereby, that is my point. You are motivated more by money than by sharing the love of God with people. And if that's you and your first thought was, oh yeah, I'll go share the gospel for 500 bucks then I want you to check your heart and and repent, people. Because the compromise is, is everywhere. And if you don't believe the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, then I don't know where you're at because it's everywhere, people. It really, really is. So on that happy note, I will tell you I'm not going to give you any money for sharing the gospel, just to clarify that point. Um, And I hope uh, if this show has blessed you, you would donate to us because we could use the money as well. And also, we will be back Friday night, which is in two days, for our weekend show as well. So... Um, as I always say, be bold, people. There's no better time. <laughs> Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Not because you're trying to get money, but because you actually believe God loves you, people. All right, that's it. I'm done.